I never saw such a woman. She would certainly be a fearsome thing to behold. Ladybird. Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Film Girlies podcast. It's Emily. And Fiona. And Fiona, what are we talking about today? We have conducted a very important movie swap. Just in time for Halloween, I have given Emily a horror movie. Emily has given me a horror movie. Coincidentally, they both starred Mia Goth. We didn't plan that. That wasn't the plan, but I'm actually very happy about that because I feel like her performance, and we'll get into this more later, but I feel like her her performances in these two films are quite different. Both strong, but quite different. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to delve into the discrepancies there. But yes, we both gave each other um mia goth movies in truth i gave fiona a list of movies to choose from and i was like because she's a bit i I don't think you're like super picky about your horror movies but maybe a little bit but not like a ton i wanted to give you the freedom of choice or the illusion of it at least jump scare horror movies i find those Mm -hmm. quite cheap and boring oh i yeah um yeah, I don't know. If I watch a horror, it needs to be, like, over-the-edge crazy messed mm-hmm. up. Or, like, that's that's really all, like, for horror that I like. It needs to be a little crazy. It needs to be a little crazy. Like, you're more into the... And if I'm putting words in your mouth, like, please correct me. But you're more... In... I feel like Fiona's more into the psychological aspects of horror and yeah. horror that kind of... um relies heavily on Fiona likes the uh, the absurd a bit in her horror movies um but also more of a a slow burn or not always a slow burn but just an overall vibe of creepy instead of boom ah jump scare jump scare which I feel like I do I do kind of relate to on that front I think a lot of my favorite horror and a lot of successful horror especially now in this kind of 21st century resurgence of the genre i think there's a lot more demand and appreciation for horror that doesn't rely on jump scares and not that that's a bad thing i love a cheesy slasher um but not always yeah i also think it for me horror movies need to be like genuinely well made and by like a director with some sort of like vision for it like I don't want it to be just a standard thing I want to see some sort of special aspect going on with the filmmaking I think yeah like what's your intention and meaning like what am I going to take out of this are huge things for me when I watch a movie in general um and I, I like to apply that to horror because I think horror is such a brilliant and fascinating genre because of all of like when we really dive into like what's absurd and what terrifies us we can make comments and reflect on our own human experience in such a really unique and terrifying way so i think that's why it's my favorite or like one of my favorite genres um because you can do that but i'm totally with you on that in that i i i, I horror movies can be good and there are lots of fantastic ones um but like any genre there are lots of bad ones and i think um 
horror is often perceived as like a cheap kind of genre that relies on shock value, which I hate that assumption because you can't take the worst of a genre and be like, oh, this is this applies to all of it. Right. Absolutely. I think part of that easy shock value comes from like people say they want to see a horror and be scared by something, but like I think they like the general population has a limit to what they're willing to see on screen. I think my limit is quite a bit farther than that. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, seeing like a little monster pop out of the corner, not as scary or entertaining for me as yeah. some other things that I have that I would like I find more interesting to see in a yeah movie. but also like that being said I and obviously like Fiona doesn't have to agree with me on this point but like I think of franchises like Saw because like Saw X just came out I haven't seen it yet um if any of you have feel free to shoot me a DM let me know what you thought about it and um I think places like Movies like Saw deserve to exist still. Like, maybe they're not the most beautiful piece of art that everyone's ever seen. Um, I know for a long time they were perceived as gore porn. Just kind of, like, <laughs> like, 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 made for shock value and made for people who like watching gore. Um, I think that those movies have their time and place. I still enjoy those movies i'm not saying every horror movie needs to be um artistic for artistic or um incredibly crafted um to be i don't know but even then i would say like saw is still well crafted even though it's not maybe it's like meaningful not all of them okay like some of the middle ones we get a little fuzzy but that first one's great right have you seen the first saw movie I haven't. I don't really have an interest in seeing it. Oh, I should have made you. I should have made you no, watch it. Then I don't think I'd like it because I feel like it's just people getting like brutally tortured, right? And I can't like. Is it too realistic? If it's too like realistic, like you see knives going in, things being cut, I can't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like if you were gonna watch any of them, I feel like maybe the first one would be because it like i feel like the trap um the traps get worse as the series progresses but i find the storyline and the mystery of the first one still intriguing so i think again i could totally be wrong about this so you could watch it one day and be like emily what the heck like this is awful but i think if you were gonna like one of them i feel like you might maybe not love like i i I don't, like I don't see Fiona loving Saw, even though I think this would be a great arc for you. Um, I don't I think that would be such a crazy arc. I think that would be such a funny. But you know what's funny though? Mild tangent is all of the um, Saw fan accounts I see on like Twitter and TikTok and stuff. Like people are like, like Saw fan accounts, like like making memes about Saw and like. Yeah. Well, not like in a, not like in an actual like yeah, like but standing jigsaw. Not in a moral way, but like in a in I like a we love have jigsaw. I've seen a movie starring Jigsaw the doll. And that's season in season 6 of Glee, the episode oh. called The Hurt Locker Part 2. <laughs> I was like, "Where are you going with this?" I uh there's a Glee reference for everything, and I feel like that was a fantastic oh. 
That's a fantastic place to put it. Thank you for that. Because they're Um, so good. And oh my God. Yeah. If you haven't, if you've never seen an episode of Glee, go watch that one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Can you imagine? Watch all six seasons to get to the point where you're so invested that the Hurt Locker Part 2 will do like have its intended. Yeah, exactly. Like it'll have its intended um, punch. You'll yeah. you'll get the punch of, of the good hurt locker. Word, good word. Punch. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of horror movies, everyone, you are free to watch whatever you want. Of course. I mean, I will judge you, but watch whatever yeah. you want. It's a it's a free world. Um, but if you ever text me and are like, hey, let's go see the conjuring part 15, I'm gonna be like, no, I'm good. You know, like I just I don't have an interest in a lot of these horror franchises that people love a lot. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in Scream. I don't know why. It just does not seem very, like, interesting to me. Halloween. I don't want to look at Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I I love yeah. the, like, original Halloween, but I think a lot of the classics from the 80s kind of got commodified a bit too much in my opinion um not all of them but i think too many of them have like friday the 13th like what are we what are we doing what are we i think i I would watch texas chainsaw massacre just because the name is hilarious to me like the Um, like the original one from like 1974 right yeah that's a classic that's a movie night for emily and fiona (laughs) i would watch it's a classic yeah no let's do it Let's do it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Honestly, I watched... This is a very hot take because The Conjuring is a very... I feel like it's a very well-loved horror movie, but I watched the first one for the first time over the summer, and I actually didn't love it that much, which is a huge hot take. Uh, Feel free to argue with me on it. But it just kind of felt like a little cheap, in terms of not in the terms of like the production design or anything, but it just felt um I don't know, it's it's relying on first off, I hate the horror trope of this person is possessed by a demon and the only way that they can like be free is if they accept God into their life. Like it feels weirdly you know what I mean? Like it just feels weirdly religious for yeah mainstream audiences it's like what's the difference between this and like a christian film you know what i mean like because that's basically like the whole plot line it's like it's like oh there are demons in your house because they were murdered and like brutally killed so but we are christians and we will save your butt i don't know i i think and i wrote i remember writing about this in my letterbox (laughs) review (laughs) um once again, plugging our letterbox. If you don't follow, if you have a letterbox and you don't follow us, fix that. Um, we're easily findable. I, I believe in you. You can find our accounts if, if we haven't posted them already. <laughs> but my Conjuring review, I was saying that one of the things I love about horror is what it can do and what it can make us feel and what it can make us reflect on. And I feel like movies like The Conjuring are such a waste is a really strong word but for lack of a better word that i can find right now are a waste of such a of a genre with such potential for commentary and um artistic 
creativity. It feels, it just feels like a cop out. I don't know to like make the plot feasible, and I don't enjoy it. And I'm sorry if you really enjoy The Conjuring. Uh, feel free to argue with me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I support you in this wholeheartedly. Thank you. I appreciate it. I haven't seen The Conjuring, so I'm just going to go with your p- opinion on it, unless I end yeah. up watching it one day. I've Yeah, again, I've only seen the first, like, Conjuring movie. I haven't seen any of the spinoffs either. Um, I, I, per- I don't plan to. Um, I've heard good things about Insidious, though. Um, so I, I have been meaning to check out that franchise, but yeah. Those are our thoughts on all horror movies ever. But of course, yes. we are here today to talk about the movies we chose from each other. Exactly. So as previously stated, Emily requested my letterbox watch list sorted by horror. Mm. So I did that, sent her a picture, and she assigned me the film Pearl, directed by Ty West. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2022, correct? Yes. Mm. I'm right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember, everything we say is fact. So X was... is the first film in this little trilogy Ty West is making. Pearl acts as a prequel to it, and Mm. there'll be a third movie called Maxine, I think, coming out in the next year or so. X Mm. and Pearl were filmed, like, they filmed X, and then Ty West was like, hey, Mia Goth, I have this idea. And she was like, absolutely. And so they filmed a whole second movie, which is honestly pretty crazy. That's very... That's deeply impressive to be able to do that. Uh, Fiona hasn't told me anything about what she thought about Pearl, so... I'm I'm anxious. I am very anxious to hear. Fiona, anxious. first impressions, first thoughts. I liked it. Okay. That's yeah. not like a Fiona liked it a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. like a Fiona liked it. Like, I didn't have a bad, like, I enjoyed watching it. Honestly, it felt the exact, like, I had the same emotions watching it as I did X, where I just wasn't all that invested in it. And, like, I kind of just knew... Spoiler for X and Pearl, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, we're probably yeah. going to be spoiling uh, the the films that we talk about today. So Fiona's the pick for Fiona, Pearl, and then I will disclose uh, the movie that I watched later. But just a general spoiler warning, if you haven't seen the films, uh, maybe go watch them, then come back and listen. Yes. Um... Like, I kind of knew, like, every supporting character was going to die in X and Pearl. And so I wasn't that invested in getting to the end of the movie. Because I kind of just, like, everyone was going to die. That's a given, almost. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Can I question? Yeah. Because for me, and we've been talking a lot about this idea in my actual, I'm taking a theater class right now. um, And we were studying a couple of ancient Greek plays. And our professor was like telling us how most people knew the stories going into these plays um, and how the plays were kind of like fan fiction on, um, he used that exact word, how they were like fan fiction on the gods basically. Um, but that that's what enticed them in. They knew what was going to happen, but they were interested in how it happened. And I feel like that's that's kind of like my perspective, especially when I'm watching like, like, I, I'm in the same boat as you as, like, I knew everyone was gonna die. I knew Pearl was gonna kill everyone, but I was interested in seeing how it happened. Does that same process not happen for you? Not really. Like, I don't... Okay. 
I love like rewatching things and I know everything that's going to happen and that's fine but I don't want to like sit down and watch a movie and have like an idea of where this is going do you know what I mean like I want to be okay like oh my gosh that's crazy I want to be like this is the craziest thing I've ever written you know yeah yeah I think I will say I liked x better just because I found the added side plot line of like them making a pornography movie was really fun like that made me interested mm-hmm. in the movie and yeah Pearl totally did not have that and so I was not as intrigued however that guy with the mustache had me very intrigued by oh Pearl. Fiona I, kn- I knew there was going to be like some comment on him and his appearance he's he's quite beautiful he is very beautiful to me <laughs> he is very beautiful to me <laughs> that's, that's an old meme <laughs> Um, um, I will say I liked the little gimmickies he used, Ty West used in Pearl, like mm-hmm. um, the music, like the, oh, I forget what it's called, but like the shot with, you know, like the blackout circle where it like, gets smaller. There's a name for it. Yes, I, I, I wouldn't know. What it is. You're the I'm one who's sorry. taking the film classes. I'm Failure. Sorry, Failure. <laughs> Pearl and X felt cohesive as like a duology, but also mm-hmm. they have such distinct styles in that like one's like 1920s filmmaking and the other is like 1970s porn movie you know like I really like his style I just don't think the slasher vibe is my thing I also think that they're distinct in how they look as well like are you you said that basically but I think the the visual like color grading I don't know if that's the right word but the color like i am okay bravo bravo um pearl's a lot brighter um the colors are a lot they pop out at you those reds those blues right but uh x is a bit more subdued which i think definitely works for especially because she wants to be a film star kind of adds to that but um yes i i do appreciate that you you made a note in the distinction because that's one of the things i i love about the two i do need to speak my truth a little bit about the films as a as like they connect to each other um okay pop off when i went to see x in theaters i like really 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 had to pee and it was like i'm not i was like it's not it was not that invested enough to like force myself to sit there so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go pee so i left and went pee kind of at the whole time in the movie where they explain that there's an old lady trying to kill everyone and she's like Pearl. Um, and then I came back and I was a little confused, but then I just like Googled it after my friends explained, so it was like fine. Um, and then I didn't rewatch X for this because I I had time. I just didn't. <laughs> I only watched Pearl. And so I feel like my interest may have been a bit more if I had like been engaged for all of X and like I saw that connection, I guess between movies more but yeah that's on me i will take like i will take accountability for my actions there oh but how also, dare you I'm i not, can't believe like, you had I, to pee i'm sorry i never pee during wow. movies I think, no, this serious. is true she doesn't if i love the movie i simply will not pee mia goth what did you think of mia goth's performance in pearl i think her performance was wonderful like she was amazing mm. i think i would have 
I think I needed to see this movie when it came out, like, sooner, too, just because I'd already seen, like, the whole, I'm a star! I'm a star! I love when Mia Goth yells. She's so good at yelling and being crazy and psycho. I love her. She's, oh my god, I love Mia her Mia so Goth, much. you are my favorite goth. Real. Mia Goth, I will be your wife. Consider. There you go. Consider um, I am already married to uh, Rachel Sennett, but I am open to having no, you said multiple you were, wives. You and Rachel Sennett were girlfriends. Oh yeah, we're girlfriends. So like, you can have a wife I can, and a girlfriend. I can have a wife and a girlfriend. I don't see what the problem with that is. <laughs> it's 2023. I can have a wife and a girlfriend. Girl power. We can go on like thruple dates. I have no idea what I would do on a thruple date with Mia Goth and Rachel Sennett. Uh, but if you have any ideas on what I could do on a thruple date with Mia Goth and Rachel Sennett, please let me know. Imagine Mia Goth and her voice, like, laughing at Rachel Sennett's jokes. That would be crazy. That would be crazy! <gasps> oh my god. She has this, like, really quaint speaking voice which is so bizarre because in all of the movies i've seen her and she's like screaming <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't think i have any more thoughts on pearl i just i liked mm -hmm. it i had a good time i'll yeah. probably watch maxine eventually like when the third movie comes out but also yeah for Halsey's sure in it. halsey in maxine is going to be interesting fiona you have no more thoughts on pearl i don't think so i will say i am disappointed Mildly disappointed, but not surprised, because I knew <laughs> that you weren't X's number one fan going into this, so I didn't have high hopes for Pearl either. I knew you wouldn't, like, hate it, um, and that's, obviously, that's, like, not the case here, but um, I did have a sneak feeling you wouldn't be coming onto the pod being like, Oh my god, best movie ever! So, I was, I was yeah. right. They were, like, they were fun. Yeah. But they didn't, like, wow me, I guess. I don't know. I just think they're just good movies. And I'm glad that people are watching these good movies. I don't think yes. they were for me. However, okay. there's one joke in X that stuck with me where a guy talks about, one of the guys talks about how he wants to make this porn um, in the French New Wave style. And that really got me. Oh, I, I that is so it. funny. No one was laughing in my theater, and I was giggling. What? That's a fantastic joke. Because he's it's such, so like, a pretentious film bro. It's hilarious. I love him. Anyways, Fiona. Fiona picked a movie for me. I literally just watched it. Like, I finished watching it, and then Fiona and I um, beefed with our recording software for a few minutes, and then started recording this episode. So it's very fresh in my mind. Fiona, what did you make me watch? I made Dear Emily Watts, the movie Infinity Pool, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. It came out in, like, February of this year. Mm -hmm. um, for those unfamiliar with it, you may remember that one photo of Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård on a leash that circled the internet for a bit. Oh, that yeah. was from promo for this movie. Emily, what did you think about Infinity Pool? Oh, I adored Infini Infinity Pool, which I feel like I knew you would. You were anticipating, um... It was, it's also been on my watch list for a really long time. Um, it is so insane. And where do I start? 
ask me specific questions because I have so many things that I would love to share. Um, okay, well, I know for me, when I watched this movie, I found that all of, like, the crazy plot moments that go down mm -hmm. really added to it, and, mm -hmm. like, they made me more interested, and I think they served the themes and message of the movie very, very well. Did you also, like, that's why I loved it a lot. Did you also find that? Yes, I found the, um, the twists and turns of the plot kept kept me engaged um i also found that the uh once again spoilers for infinity pool if you haven't seen it go away come please come back but go away um i i found the whole is this actually what's his character's name Skarsgård. let's call him Skarsgård. <laughs> Skarsgård. um i found the whole like is this actually Skarsgård or is this his body double acting out the rest of like in the rest of this movie um and the same with all of the other characters who are involved in this like weird cult thing um i found that specific idea very enticing um i love looking for i love puzzles i, I play a lot of puzzle games on my phone i did a lot of puzzles in 2020 when i was locked up so i love puzzles and i love trying to find things so i love movies that inspire me to do so um which i think is why i loved memento uh so much when i watched it uh because two that's wins a, for fiona nation two wins for fiona nation this one i'm like once i kind of had that seed in my brain and they even bring that up in the movie too though like there's another character like who asks Skarsgård right after he's had this experience it's if it's been a while since you've seen the movie um Skarsgård goes on a little vacation like day vacation with these people that he met at the resort um on the drive back he accidentally uh runs someone over and kills them and they're all like oh my god no don't call the police because they're literally like it's really bad here so they go back to the resort um but the next day the police bring him in and they're like okay so technically like you have to be executed um by like the brother of the person that you killed with your car but we can do this thing where we like double your body and have that double executed so um right after this happens like right after the double is made and the double is executed they have this party um with mia goth's character i think her name was gia or something i don't remember i'm really bad with character names i'm like that's an actor i know um they have this party with Mia Goss character and all of her friends who have like had the similar experience and uh, enjoy it and have it multiple times again. Um, and he's like, do you, do you feel like you are still you or do you feel like you are a body double um, and the actual you was killed off? So I think it's really, really interesting. Also really smart to ask the audience that directly because I feel like otherwise we would have been potentially waiting and i knew this i knew the movie wouldn't do that like do the whole oh it was his double the whole time thing because I, I don't necessarily think that's like a bad thing but i was i was like i feel like this movie is going to play with my expectations a bit so by bringing that up directly and having the audience acknowledge that thought in their brain if they didn't already have it in there i think that was very smart um and very very interesting um as the movie progressed but yeah I think that just that whole concept of like you commit a crime, but if you are rich enough, you can get out of it. 
is so good because it takes that idea to like the extreme in the movie and just makes you consider like oh my gosh these people can do anything they want and there will be no repercussions yeah and i think this is why i liked it so much that it was just everything taken to the extreme it's so like unrelenting mm-hmm. you never get a break from the crazy like it just keeps piling on more and more um yeah brandon cronenberg is the son of dear best friend david cronenberg Mm-hmm. And those two, they just make some good movies. Like, what can I say? Like, they're just so. It Brandon is very clearly his father's son. Very like... clearly, yeah, yeah. And I... I'm looking at like a lot of like recurring ideas about the body and gore and sex in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, is it weird to say that you make movies about sex? Like, your father made movies about sex. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I know where you get that from. Like, okay. but it's just yeah it's really good i haven't seen his other movie possessor yet i believe those are the only two he's made but Mm -hmm. i am just very excited to see what he does because i think i believe infinity pool is only his second feature and it's already so so good and yeah well made well made I wish more people had seen it, even though I understand that it is not the most accessible movie just because of its content. Mm-hmm, totally. Like, I don't think that this would be a comfortable... And by comfortable, I mean, I don't mean to imply that I was completely comfortable the whole time I was watching it, because obviously like, I'm not sitting down for a horror movie being like, ah, yes, this is the same sensation as watching Bluey. Or something silly like that. Um, no, but I, I do think that like um, people's emotional safety is very important, and I'm not gonna put. I don't think you should put that at risk for the sake of a film just because it's so good. Um, you know what I mean? I hear your advice. I will not be taking it personally. No, I, I totally know that. But like, for example, yeah. me, I. Everyone has everyone my whole life has been like, you have to walk watch a clockwork orange. Um, and I would love to watch a clockwork orange, but I also know that like the content in it, I would not have a good time. Um, so I probably won't end up watching it. Um I need to see that still. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah. So Fiona will watch it and let me know. Yeah. Let will let me know. She'll be my little guinea pig. Um but yes, I definitely I also think it's funny you bring the the fact that he's a he's a Cronenberg into this because they do kind of talk about the whole nepotism thing in the film. Um, like M Skarsgård's wife. See, I remember that character name for some reason. Um, her father is a big, like the head of a big publishing company and Skarsgård's character is um, like a writer, like a failed, like a writer with a, one very unsuccessful book. Um, but I think it's really funny that he kind of like pokes fun at himself in there like haha nepotism baby oh wait that's me um it almost reminded me of not the nepotism specifically but the whole um idea that like you can be rich enough to commit a crime and not have to pay the price of it and also the idea that there is a copy of ourselves that has to endure the worst reminded me a lot of jordan peele's us and the idea of the tethered which i I absolutely love that movie. Jordan Peele is such a fantastic director. He keeps getting better. Um, And I loved that idea when it was presented to me when I watched Us in, like, whenever it came out. Um, So to see that, like, a similar idea expanded on in, like, a very different way. Um, But still, you know what I mean? Like, still kind of the same root um, 
thematic core but being expanded in a very different way uh was was very fascinating so um yeah definitely reminded me of us though i was not in a bad way but in a in like a hey i see you definitely like i wouldn't be surprised if he was if he had some influence from him um i feel like he definitely did <laughs> yeah i think it's just a great exploration of those ideas and it doesn't like shy away from anything that might come up as of those ideas like it's not it doesn't stop itself at any point he's just kind of like how far can i push these people and stuff yeah um i was making emily send me live updates as she was watching because i think this is a movie <laughs> that has a lot of like oh my god like huh she was like, oh. um i watched this in the movie theater with two other people these were two not with me like i was alone these two guys were sitting like a row down oh yeah i remember and you texting me <laughs> i was like laughing at some of these scenes and they were dead silent and then i had like a meltdown so i was like oh my gosh maybe like i'm the crazy one here <laughs> like personally okay there's this one moment in the movie and if you've seen it you know and if you haven't and you're listening to this anyway it's just really funny where yeah. a character says bring out the dog and the camera switches and it's alexander skarsgård making it all for <laughs> And I on a leash, on a leash, on a leash. It's hilarious to be like bring out the dog and have you the male lead of the movie come out. Uh, dog. I was, um, I texted Fiona when that happened because again I was texting updates and I was like, I was like Fiona, did they kill a dog in this? Because I that's also another thing that like I, I don't like. I really like if they kill a dog and then I don't want to watch the movie. Um, I was like, do they kill a dog in this? And then like literally as soon as I finished sending the text there there he is and i was like oh i well, i was looking at some letterbox reviews quickly before we recorded this podcast and one person was like uh i don't know how i'm gonna log this on does the dog die.com <laughs> which i think is really funny because like yes but also no oh gosh this movie is just fantastic another personal favorite part is mia goth just yelling at just yelling that scene incredible i don't know what it is about this movie like emily will attest to this i'm not usually like i don't like ari aster movies i'm not one for all of this mm -mm. crazy stuff to, like go down but something about infinity pool and just how like absurd every single thing was i just like didn't care i was like this is i'm having the time of my life like i had such a good time i don't think i even felt that uncomfortable at parts which is probably not something i should admit but i was just having, <laughs> like, a blast yeah you know like i was like this is what movies should be i want to get crazy yeah i want to get yeah get crazy and yeah i think that's what makes this film so successful is because it completely it goes all the way it doesn't like hold itself back because i feel like there i can't of course i can't think of anything specific currently but films i've seen where i'm like i feel like they just didn't go far enough like like you didn't like, this is stupid, but when I was in a theater kid in high school, they'd always be like, make a big, bold offer instead of, and like, that could be, a, it could be stupid and it could not work, but it's better than like half-assing something, right? And I feel like that's, like, we didn't half-ass this at all. Like, this was full-assed. <laughs> There was some full asses. There was lots of full ass as well. Um, but again, I think that 
that was necessary in my opinion that was completely necessary these people are indulging in whatever life is whatever they can get their hands on of course they're going to be indulging in sex they're indulging yeah. in sex they're if they're indulging in drugs and violence and murder and money of course they're going to be indulging in sex so like to not um depict that as a part of their indulgence i i think i don't think it would have given the same effect i agree absolutely yeah um do you have any more like questions or like points in the film you'd like to bring up that we didn't talk about i don't know if i do i haven't watched it in a while i think I just remember going to see this and coming back and be like, Emily, I love this movie. Like, it's so great. And Emily being like, this is like the exact opposite of a Fiona movie. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, why does she? Even after see seeing it now, it now. It's so confusing to you. It's, uh, I kind of see it, but I also don't. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if you had also come out of this movie being like, I didn't like it. I but I, I see why you do, but I also see why yeah. you might have not. If that makes sense. No, I, I see it. I think it's just something so, like, unique and singular. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really, you can't, like, make another Infinity Pool. Do you know what no. I mean? I think it's, like, it's just so good just in its own little, like, world and bubble. And I just, I think my issue is maybe I treat these kind of movies like a comedy sometimes. Like, I just kind of giggle. I think that's good, though, because I think sometimes maybe we take things like as people who watch yeah. movies we just take things too seriously <laughs> yeah you gotta have a good giggle and so i was having a good giggle and that's why i just thought it was awesome yeah i also feel like we're seeing a lot of um film and television depicting class commentary and like the differences between um the extremely wealthy and the not extremely wealthy and i think um, despite this being a, a trope that we're seeing a lot, I think this is a very, like, unique and refreshing take on it. Like, I didn't feel overused or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm doing this again. Eh. It's because it places it in such, like, a other realm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Like, it's not something that is, like... For most people, I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna hope that for many of the people watching this movie, this is not something that they can attain. They're not like they don't aren't watching this and like, yes, with my money, I can abuse my power and do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not something. It's like so far out of reach for I think people that like yeah. it's just like that's not like that's not real. And so they can see the commentary more clearly. I think if it's like on a smaller scale, it's harder to separate it from real life. And yes yeah have and not ha and like have like a different reaction to it you know yeah and this is what i love about this is what i love about horror we can pull from the crazy we can pull from the absolutely insane and the absolutely completely messed up and still find things that we are gonna that we're gonna see in ourselves i'm really too i saw this quote um we know that I we did movie May this year, but I used to be a lot better at it. <laughs> so I'd, I'd actually watch a movie every day. And for a long time, I watched a lot of short films, specifically short films from um, movie. Lots of great cinema happen, happening over there. 
but I was I watched this one. It was um, it was like a short film. I think it was from like Poland or something. Um, and it was depicting like the, it was the whole the whole theme of it was like body dysmorphia. Um, and it was a very it was animated. It was very like weirdly drawn kind of like it was it was silly goofy in a fantastic way and i saw this one review on it and it said something along i don't remember the exact words but it said something along the lines of the uh like the absurd and the over the top will be able to depict um is always able to depict the intensities and the limits of human emotion better than anything realistic could um and that's i think that's that's also kind of how i feel about horror like when we fully um like see these things that terrify us and see these things that um seem so far out of our realm um we can find things in that because it's not a direct reflection right beautifully said thank you (laughs) all right well i think that wraps up our thoughts on both pearl and infinity pool overall i enjoyed this horror movie swap i would love to uh do it again like in in different genres as well so if you would have if you have like a specific genre or a specific like actor or director's discography that you'd love to be like hey i think emily and fiona should pick a movie for each other um from this series or whatever uh definitely let us know because I, I really enjoyed this um gave me an excuse to finally sit down and watch this great movie so um and have a great conversation about it fiona anything else you want to say before we wrap up i'm gonna start making a list of movies i know you will hate and then say them specifically for movies no (laughs) oh my god um no i have nothing (laughs) to say i hope everyone goes to check out pearl and infinity pool Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think yeah. They're just great movies. Next week. Next week. On the Film Girlies podcast, mm-hmm. we will be doing some half. We haven't really decided how this is working yet. We're doing like some half Oscar nomination predictions. Some half. Wouldn't it be funny if this was nominated predictions? We're calling we it. We have it written down in the schedule as crack cocaine Oscars. Crack so cocaine Oscars. You want to interpret that? Mm-hmm. get excited because that's happening next week get excited next week we present to you silly crack cocaine officers um and we do hope you join us well once again thank you so much for listening to the film girlies podcast and we will see you next time bye bye